Morning, y'all. Uh, good to see everybody today. You guys may notice I sound a little nasally. Don't freak out. Uh, what happened was, uh, so this time of year I drive a tractor a lot because I'm a farmer. <laughs> y'all know this about me. And so I've been farming a lot lately. And I'm, y'all think I'm kidding, but I'll tell you, like, this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today. But on Friday, farming almost, uh, almost lost my life to farming. It was crazy. I was out and, and I was driving the tractor and I've been doing it all day. And it was like, I don't know what, 140 Friday? It was super hot, right? And so I was out on the tractor all day and I was miles from where anyone could possibly help me or anything. And all I had was like this much water and it was hot. And I hadn't had anything to eat. And so I, uh, the tractor got stuck because someone didn't tell me that there was a swamp down in this one area. And so I'm down in there in the tractor. And I'm miles from where anyone can help me, right? And so I start to walk. And I get about a half mile. And I, this is a true story. I get dizzy. I'm, I'm giving you all something else to be thankful for, the fact that I'm still here today. I start getting dizzy. And I, like, I start thinking I'm going to throw up. So I, just, I get down and I call Christy. And I'm like, hey. I'm dying. And so she, she jogs out there and brings me, she, she, she jogs out there and brings me some water. But like, if it hadn't been for that, so, you know, life is precious. That's that. But that's why I'm nasally. That's the uh, long story. Um, what else was I say? Oh, yeah. So in the last gathering, the lights went out. Uh, we were just up here doing our thing. We were like, ah, bah, you know, bah. and then boom, lights went out. And this morning we had a bunch of stuff that we had to deal with that, we, that was unforeseen. And it's like Rachel said, it's like the enemy's trying to stop this. And I think one of the reasons, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be too hokey, but one of the reasons is I think he hates it when we celebrate. Like I, th- I think we as Christians tend to just get so fixated, especially today on fear and, and everything that's going on and all these different things, and we forget to celebrate And like, so when we stop looking at all the obstacles in the world and we start just focusing on how good our God is, I think the gates of hell shudder a little bit. And that's what we're doing today. And and I want you guys, we're going to have a panel in a minute and I'm going to share some information with you. We're going to share some scripture, but I need energy from you guys. Because here's what I think would be really, really bad. Imagine everyone came to your birthday party, okay? Is anyone's birthday in here? Good. All right, so but ima- imagine everyone came to your birthday party and it was time to sing happy birthday and one person, happy birthday, and everyone else just went. <laughs> Would you feel like they're really excited about your birthday party? I think that's how, how Jesus must feel sometimes with the church. We come here and there's lights and all these things and it's like, it's like everyone wants Chuck E. Cheese but no one really wants to celebrate the birthday boy. Today, keep your eyes on the birthday boy. Remind yourself as we're talking and going through all these things, all the things you have to say. If you think you have nothing to celebrate, we're about to give you something. Because God is still good. And he's still the king. And this year has been good in this house, guys. And today, yes, amen. Thank you, Christy B. That's why you're one of my favorites right there. Man, it's been fun. And we started this year with this verse from Acts where we saw that the church was sharing and growing and doing all these things. And so we said there was five things we were going to commit to this year. We were going to commit to growing and knowing, giving and serving and praising. And as a whole house, every one of us, we're going to commit to growing and knowing and giving and serving and praising. And growing and knowing is like growing in your knowledge of God and knowing is knowing people and being known by each other. Like, you want to be known by somebody, right? Uh, and so we, we've done that. And with our we're experiencing God study, 
People got in groups, and you knew God better, and you knew each other better, and we were growing, and you could feel it in the house. We were going through, that was one of Rona's peaks or whatever, and so we, we lost some people because of that. But we grew in depth because people were getting in groups, and they were studying God and studying the Bible, and it was an incredible experience for our church. But the result, the output of growing and knowing should be giving and serving. That should be the automatic response of what God is doing in you. When God is doing something incredible in you, the output should be giving and serving in the world. And so that's what, and praising should just be something we always do. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're celebrating today what has happened over the summer and over the last few months. And I'm going to give you guys some stats in a minute. And then I'm going to have some friends come up here. But before that, I want to remind us of why we do what we do. Look at this cute little Bible, by the way. I didn't even realize I had this in my office, but isn't that nice? I got this free when I graduated seminary. It's sort of like when the casino gives you a free room. Right? Allegedly. Phew. That could have been dicey. All right, so let me read some Bible. 1 Peter 4.10, listen to this. Each of you, all y'all, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. I love that. It says each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to, let's fill in the blank right there. What did it say? Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to blank others. What was the word? Serve. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have, whatever abilities, whatever you have to serve others. This next story, I read this this week. It's in Matthew um, chapter 20. And how many, raise your hand if you're, a, if you're a mom of a athlete. Raise your hand. Or even like just a kid who's on a team, but he's not really an athlete. Right? You can raise your hand too. Some of y'all got those kids. Raise your hand. All right. And so like th- th- when I read this verse this week, all I could think of was baseball moms, okay? Because th- this, this lady goes to Jesus, and she's got two kids who are in Jesus' crew, and she wants her kids to be first. And it just reminded me of you baseball moms. So listen to this, Matthew 20. What is it you want, Jesus asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left. She said, put my son at first base. Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, Jesus is so cool. He said, you will indeed drink from my cup. But to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the other ten, the other disciples, when the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers over the Gentiles, they lord over you. They exalt their high officials. They exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What did Jesus come to do? Fill in the blank. What did Jesus come to do? Serve. And so that is what we're called to do. We are called to be servants. And so it is good and it is fitting and it is right that we would occasionally stop and celebrate this. One more passage I want to read you. Matthew 5, 13. 
You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. This is what we exist to do, guys. This is why we're here. This is what the church is, right? That they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father who's in heaven. That's why the, the shirts we wore for, for Serve Day. By the way, big Alicia Kinar, way to go, man, on Serve Day. Give it up for my friend Alicia. Put all that together. In some difficult circumstances, too. Good job, girl. You did awesome. Uh, but, but it's why our shirts for Serve Day said the church, right? Because it's not about them glorifying grace. It's about them glorifying God. It's not about that the people would say, oh, that church is so amazing. It's they would say, God is so amazing. And this is what we've been doing when we serve. And I'm going to speak real, real plainly with you guys because that's how I am. Um, the people who get bored in church, the people who say things like church didn't do anything for me, are the people who aren't doing anything. It's people who come to church their whole life and they just sit there and they expect to be catered to and served and, and they don't give and they don't pitch in. And they, those are the people who go to the cafe and complain about the church. The people who are happiest in this place are the people who are doing the most in this place. And that's just, yes, Sherry Wilcox, you're one of them. You can clap for that. Give it up. It's just the way it is. Our, our, one of our greatest... Um, one of our greatest testimonies to the world is not what we do in here in, in secret, although I think we're on live stream. I should remember we're on live stream before I say some things that I say. But like, one of our greatest testimonies is not just what happens in here, it's what we do out there, right? It's, it's that they see us in the world loving people. And that's what we've done this year. And before I have my, my folks up here, I want to share a couple of stats with you guys that I think are really, really cool and maybe even a few stories. Uh, we have given away or invested $82,000 this year in local missions. Yeah. Yes. We're way over budget, but no one from church council is here. To, oh, no, there's, dang it, there's one. Um, it's okay. We'll, we'll work it out on the back end. $82,000 in local missions. We've invested. Guys, we have done some amazing things. Uh, I, I, we served over, we have served over 3,000 meals to homeless people in central Arkansas. Every Friday night, there's people who go out and do this. Uh, I, think, I think it was like, we've served 2,700 meals to kids in this community during the summer feeding program. That is awesome. So many things that God has done. We, we have provided housing for people. We've bought cars for people. Uh, I'll tell you, just share a few stories. One of my favorites, and I may have shared this one in here, and if I had, I'm sorry, but this dude who had just gotten out of prison called, and he was just calling churches, right? Uh, because that's what people do sometimes when they're broke and, and can't think, how great is that? Isn't that what people should do when they're broke and can't find anywhere else? Just pick up the phone and start calling churches? And so he called us and said, hey, man, I just got out of prison for 23 years, and I want to go home. And he said, I got no way to get there. We bought him a bus ticket. You guys bought him a bus ticket. 
I love that one. I'll tell you another fun one. There was this lady, and uh, this lady had done drugs for years and experienced all these sorts of difficulties in life. And because of uh, some of the things she had done, her teeth had been, had been poorly affected. And she had no self-confidence because she couldn't smile. She wouldn't smile because her teeth had been messed up from the drugs she had done. Well, she had a friend who went to this church. Y'all paid for her to get new dental work and get all of her teeth redone so that this girl could smile again. How fun is that? How fun is that? I mean, these things don't seem like big things unless you're that woman who's been through that and you're trying to get back and you're trying to get a job and you're trying to move on with life. And you're, these are big deals. We had a lady call a couple weeks ago. Actually, she didn't call. Her friend called and said, hey, listen, my friend's uh, dad died. They have no money for the funeral. $3,000 is what they needed. You paid for it. You paid for a funeral. And 85% of these people don't go to our church. We may never see them. We may never know them. It doesn't matter. We are active in the world, and we are changing the world. And we're not just handing out money. We're investing in people's lives. Let me tell a little secret. There is a motive to the money. We are purchasing proximity so that we might lead these people to Jesus Christ. And I feel good about that. And sometimes that's what it takes. When someone comes and they're hungry and you feed them, you are purchasing proximity so that you might lead them to Jesus Christ. And I love it. And it's fun. Um, we've done all these things while being really good stewards of the debt and all these guys. We paid an extra $176,000 to our debt this year. That's amazing because of your generosity. People are in the world changing the world in a real way. I'm going to show you guys a video of some of the things that happened yesterday, some of the serve day things, and it is crazy. Uh, watch this video. You guys come up, play the video. Check this out. That's awesome. <clears throat> couple, couple things. You know how they say uh, bad things happen in threes? You ever heard that old saying? Apparently good things happen in fours. There's some really, so we cleaned four miles of highway yesterday. Four miles. There was a group of people who went out there cleaning trash. Four miles of highway. Uh, we served four different women's shelters, I believe. We provided, we filled the food pantries of four other local churches. Four. I mean, that's, good, that's good stuff, man. And there was 872 pictures in that show. And the only one Rachel found of me was one where I was pointing at other people doing work. <laughs> now, in my defense, I was recovering from my dehydration of... And I knew I was going to wear this shirt again today, so I didn't want it to get real sweaty. But, like, y'all know if it hadn't been for those things, I'd have been out there. I mean, that's the work y'all did yesterday. Good job, guys. I love it, man. It's fun. All right, let me, my panel here. Some friends of mine, and I know all, the, all three of these folks well, so this is fun. I got Brenda. Brenda, wave at everybody. I got Gary right there. Gary, wave at everybody. Arika right there. Erica, wave at everybody. All right, so I'm just going to ask them a couple of questions. Some of them they're prepared for, a couple of them they might not be, because I think people enjoy that, questions they're not prepared for when they're on stage in front of people. Uh, and if I've told them to hold their microphone like this. If they don't do it, everyone yell at them. Hold the microphone right. We'll all do it together. All right, so I'm going to ask your first question. Here's your first question. We'll start with you down there, Eureka. What do you do here? I help with Serve in the Streets, um, Grub at Grace. I'm... A youth leader down here um, on Wednesday nights. I'm the senior girls leader. Um, I'm the associate youth ministry pastor, um, and I'm also the live stream video director. And I would be on the worship team, but Rach won't let me. Right. Just kidding. I can't <laughs> sing. <laughs> How old are you, Erica? 20. Erica's 20. Come on. That's awesome. One of my favorite things, uh, there's Weston right there. Hey, Weston, stand up. Stand up and wave everybody. Just real quick. It'll be all right. Stand up. It's fine. Trust me. Just at least put your hand up. 
Weston guys, uh, how old are you, Weston? You 16? 14. Yesterday I went out to the ballpark, and this is one of my favorite things about Serve Day. He, he, Weston is mowing. By, no one's out there making him. He's doing it because he wants to. Him and his brother and other kids in this house, young adults, that's the DNA that's being imprinted on the sons and daughters in this place. I love that. Thank you. Erica, thank you. Gary, what do you do here? I'm involved in a small group. Is that better? That's much better, <laughs> yes. yes. I'm involved in, uh, in small group, uh, several groups doing that, and uh, current lawn boy. All right. <laughs> And I do whatever Sherry Wilcox and Chris Neal want me to do. Well, that's, Sherry's a full-time job <laughs> in and of they're itself. They're good at finding you jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Gary, what do you do for a living? I'm retired. Gary's retired, by the way. And let, let me share this with you. I think a lot of people think when they're retired, they're done. Um, I don't believe that God's purpose for your life is to, is to work, 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 retire, and then sit on a beach and do absolutely nothing with the rest of your days. I don't think that's God's plan and purpose for you. I think God wants you to continue to be active and do things even after you're retired. Gary didn't stop working because he stopped working. He started serving more. Uh, and I think and we've got a lot of people in this house who I could say the same thing about. Uh, so that's awesome. Yes. That's good. Miss Brenda, how about you? Um, I work at, with Grace Kids. Um, enjoy being with the with the babies back there and serving them. Um, I worked this summer. I was able to serve um, the community by delivering uh, lunches through our lunch program. Um, I've been able to serve with Grub and Feed the Streets a little bit um, by doing some cooking, um, which I've totally enjoyed. So, What do you do for a living, Brenda? I'm a first grade teacher at right, elementary so, school. I, I, yeah, amen. I just want to make sure you guys understand this. When school's going on, Brenda works with first graders all week. And then she comes to church and works with kids. You are crazy, but we appreciate it and we love you. And that is solid right there, man. She's a glutton for punishment, but I, I, I respect it. All right, so tell me this. We'll start with you this time. Tell me why do you do what you do here? Well, first of all, um, I'm called to serve. Um, I'm called to be the hands and feet for our Savior. And um, I do it because I get a huge blessing in return. And uh, I want to make God happy. I mean, you know, I, I want to... My ultimate goal when my time is over on this earth, I want him to say, well done, a good and faithful servant. Amen. So I want to be a servant. Gary, tell, tell me why. Why you do what you do up here, Gary? Well, uh, you know, Paul talks about being imitators of Christ. And uh, it's not that he did it perfect, nor do I. But yet, I think that's our calling, is to imitate Christ the best we can. And I can't think of a better reason to to do it. Amen. It's so. perfect. Erica, why do you do what you do here? In hopes that I'm making a difference in just one person's life. Amen. And that's that's what, while, while you're on that, tell, tell me about tell me about the reward. What's the payoff? What is there a payoff for you? Absolutely. Um, my goal every day whenever I wake up is to win a soul for the kingdom. Um, and what better way to do that than to just serve? Um, so the reward is just making a difference in, in hopes that we will win one that day. Amen. That's good. <laughs> Gary, what about you? What's the payoff? What's the reward? 
John 10, 10 says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant life. Not in things or possessions or self-recognition, but a full and abundant life with Christ. Amen. Beautiful. Brenda, that's good. Brenda, what's, what's the payoff? Uh, the blessings I receive. Um, I may be a little greedy with those. Yeah. Um, the more I serve, the more blessing I receive, and um, I don't want that to stop. makes me want to keep on keeping on. Absolutely. I love it. Let, let, let me ask you guys a question real quick. Raise your hand if you knew everything these people did here. Just raise your hand if you knew every single thing these three people did. Anyone other than Chris and Katie, raise their hands. Laura, you probably know, but I mean, now, now raise your hand if you know what I do here. Why are y'all not? I preach. Y'all not raise your hand. Y'all, that's all I do. I just preach. Raise your hand, really. Y'all know what I do here. My name is Tommy. I'm the pastor here. I stand up here and talk. Y'all know what I do here, right? No one knows what they do here. But what they do here is as important or maybe more important than what I do here. You can replace the pastor. You cannot replace the heart of a church with people serving and doing things behind the scenes. If you don't have people doing things behind the scenes, nothing I do on this stage makes any difference. I think too many times people are like, well, you know, I don't want to do that. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, their glory is not coming from crowds of people. Their glory is coming from God the Father. What you do, no matter how big or small, when it comes to giving and serving, it's not about the applause of the crowd. It's about knowing, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so guys, remember that it doesn't matter what you're doing, just do it well. Um, I said one time, I said, even if, you, even if you're a street sweeper, and I made this up, I said, <laughs> street the sweets, <laughs> street, <laughs> sweep the streets like Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. I'm, I, I, I said that. I didn't see, y'all read a history book. No, y'all, I didn't say that. Who said that? Martin Luther King. Good job, guys. All right. Anywho, I got one more question for you. I may have two more, but I'll, I'll, I definitely one more. Tell me, uh, tell me a story about someone who's impacted your life when it comes to service or someone whose life you have impacted. Tell me a story about service and a person. Someone impacted you or you impacted them. I'm going to start with you, Brenda. Tell me a story. Um, this summer, while delivering uh, food to uh, the children through the summer feed program, um, I did two different routes, you know, depending on what day of the week or what was open when I signed up. And one stop was my favorite stop. Um, I got such a blessing out of this, guys. I just, it's, it's exciting. I want to get back out there and do it again. <laughs> Um, this one house, two little boys, the most beautiful little babies I have ever seen. Sorry, Rusty, you're not it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that is painful for your son. Sorry, I just had to do that. Um, but these little guys were so grateful, were so loving. They came out and greeted us when we'd knock on the door in their underwear and they were just the most adorable little humans I have ever seen. And that blessed my heart so much to, um, to know that they were so grateful and they were free with their hugs. And um, it just blessed me I love in it. a mighty way. I love it. You know, you know what we're bringing them? 
food. Not, not, not a Nintendo Switch, uh, not a PlayStation, food, bringing them food. And these kids were so, guys, this is in our neighborhood. Like th this, is, this, this is our mission field. And this is happening in our mission field, that there are kids who are so grateful to get a meal that they're running out the door in their underwear to hug our people. Um, the only other person I know who does that is Bob Roberts when I go to his house. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> that's unusual. <laughs> yeah, that's unusual, guys. Uh, just don't, don't forget what's happening right next door to you, all right? Gary, tell me a story about a person. Uh Thinking about the time that we've been here uh, at Grace, Karen and I, uh, we're thinking eight or nine years back in the early days there. Chris and Katie had just started coming here and several others, but uh, had an opportunity to sit around a table with some guys, Big T and Josh Meyer and Jimmy Reynolds and Lonnie, uh, Chris, uh, and all those guys sitting around doing a little simple book about discipleship and what it meant to be a Jesus follower. Yeah. And there again, that's been... Oh, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I cry every week. But just seeing, seeing their growth where they are today, yeah. it's never about us. It's about them. Yeah. And uh, just seeing that happen. Yeah. It just gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Anyway. Yeah, to see, to see the growth uh, in the seeds you planted. Mm -hmm. Some people will never see growth because mm -hmm. they never plant any seeds. Uh, Mom, you, you get to see the growth in the seeds you plant. Laura, I know so many things, so many people in this room get to see growth in the seeds they're planting. And sometimes we don't for a while, right? I mean, think about the seeds my parents planted in me. <laughs> for the love of Pete, how many frustrating years did they have? <laughs> I mean, we don't always see the growth instantly, right? But oftentimes, God is working behind the scenes. Uh, but the folks who will plant the seeds, uh, you have the greatest chance of seeing the harvest. There's so many opportunities here. Uh, I just have to get plug again for King Kingdoms, guys. Yeah. That's a game changer. Uh, it's uh, small groups, but it, uh, I'd get in line for it. It's a game changer. King and Kingdom. Uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, come see him. It's a men's retreat. Right. Eureka, tell me. There's been so many people that have impacted me um, through serving, and a lot of those people impact me far more than I could ever impact them. Um, but they've also encouraged me to just show up with what I have. Like, I might not have the most money or materialistic things in this world, but, but I can show up with, a, with an open heart, um, ready to do whatever it is that God wants us to do. Um, and every Friday before we go and serve, I, I pray the same prayer, like, God, I'm available to be used by you. Um, I don't know what that looks like, um, but I ask that you would reveal that to me. Um, and through serving, it's just, he just opens me up every week um, and gives me different opportunities. Um, but this one week we were serving, and there was this woman that was um, down in the dumps, and we just asked her, we're like, hey, can we pray for you? And she was like, no, y'all can get away from me. And so we respectfully did. Um, but the next week we encountered her again at the same spot, um, and she was full of life and, and super happy. Um, and she was talking to all of our team, and she asked for a women's size 8 pair of shoes. Um, and so I went back to the van, and we, we didn't have any um, in her size. But the shoes that I was wearing were, were women's size 7 and a half, um, which I don't even wear a 7 and a half. I just really like the shoes. Uh, <laughs> and I just washed them. They were white shoes. Um, but God, God knew what was going to happen that night. Um, 
and I just felt him saying, just take them off. Just take them off and give it to her. Um, and that was so humbling. Um, and it was just a privilege to, to just get to take my shoes off and, and be a servant and just give those to her. Um, I mean, the rest of the night I didn't have any shoes on, but, <laughs> but that woman did. And so I was super thankful um, that I got to be the hands and feet of Jesus that night. I love it. I love it. Give it up, guys. <laughs> How beautiful are the shoes of those who bring the good news. Uh, she, she said, I didn't have much, but I gave him what I had. Um, guys, that's it. Give it up for my panel, guys. Give it up for these guys. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, you, you, know, you know what's fun here? Um, I, when, when we were picking this panel of people, do you know how many choices we had? A ton. A ton. Like, I, I, I'm not, we, had, we had so many choices of people we could pick because there are so many servants in this house. We tried to put some people on the stage you guys might not be as familiar with. You might not know what they did, but there were so many options. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be in this place. Uh, Scott Diamond, I was talking to him this week, and he called me, and he said, man, I just love this place. I do too, Scott Diamond. Uh, I also love his name. <laughs> Scott Diamond. But like, I mean, I love this place, and I love you guys, and I love what God is doing here, and so we're just going to celebrate this today by sharing in a feast together, and so uh, you guys can open your cups, and guys, I, I know this, this doesn't taste good. Uh, I don't need you to tell me that anymore, I know. I'm well aware of it, um, but sometimes I feel like the greatest sacrifice the American Christian has to make is bad communion bread, so we'll, we'll be okay, like, we'll get through this together, we'll start a prayer chain. Uh, but like we can handle this. And, if, and maybe, just maybe, it's so bad we just stop and just for a second remember sacrifice. Remember what our Father did for us. Remember that God has given us his body and his blood that we might be for the world the body and the blood of Christ. Not that we would come in here and just sit week after week and then leave and go church and do anything, but that we would become the church in the world. That's what you exist to do. And if you have not experienced that yet, you are missing out on what this thing is really about. It's not about you. It's about more than that. It's about the glory of God being manifest through all of us. And that's why he gave us his body. And that's why he gave us his blood. And so on the night before Christ went to the cross, he got with his, with his friends and he said, this is my body and I'm giving it to you. And he said, take and eat all of you that you might experience my power. So take it and eat it. And after the supper was over, Christ took a cup and he said, this is my blood. You know what I wish he would have said? This is my blood, don't waste it. It's my blood, don't waste it. It's precious. How precious would your child's blood be? This is the blood of Christ. Take it. All of you, don't waste it. 